Hey everybody, superfan Giovanni here. Welcome to Classic Love Line, episode 514. From September 17th, 1997, a Wednesday night show. No guest tonight. The show starts with a tech glitch and a heated Dr. Drew responding to a letter from a listener about their role in the media. And Adam addresses the criticisms they get for being tough on certain callers, and he explains the element of entertainment that plays in the show as well. According to Adam, they're oftentimes trying to save the listener, who's not the one that's calling in. Drew reiterates his role to make sure they do no harm, and that caring doesn't always mean making people feel good all the time. Adam reads more listener mail, and addresses the comments painting him as insensitive to rape. All in all, a fairly heavy, but still fun show. As per usual, this was recorded in 1997. Some of the medical information may be out of date. Please consult your own physician or contact Dr. Drew and Mike Cathawood on Current Day Loveline. 1-800-LOVE-191. Listener discretion is advised. You can follow us on Twitter at Podcast One, on Facebook, Podcast One there as well, and PodcastOne.com, the home of all your favorite podcasts. Mahalo and get on. The following program is a PodcastOne.com production. <sighs> Two. Welcome. With Adam Carolla and Dr. Drew. Would you sleep with sick women? I may be pregnant, but I'm still a man. Spank the unruly ones. It's indecent, it's vulgar, it's blasphemous. You're gonna ride you till you can't stand up. Come on, come on, let's go down. All right, all right, keep your shirt on. Love Line's meant for an adult audience. Love Line may contain sexually oriented content. Listener discretion is advised. Here's Love Line with Dr. Drew and Adam Carolla. Tough love, you know. Well, it's nowhere else. You know, God damn it, nowhere else do the, the, the talk shows confront people for their for their problems. And this is what's missing. I mean, this is the difference between us and a Jerry Springer. Is Jerry Springer applauds and romanticizes and massages this stuff. We confront it, and it's not fun. It's not. It's painful sometimes. It's not necessarily pleasant. It's not, it's not warm and fuzzy. Well, and, those days are gone. And 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 they certainly are. They left about two minutes ago when Drew entered the studio. Also, as I've uh, repeated many times to many naysayers when they think we're a little bit tough on a caller, listen, here's the deal. This show is about trying to help as many people as we can possibly help. And part of that means doing an entertaining show so people tune in so that we can help people. And other, And there's another aspect of that, which is, yes, you have someone calling in who's had something horrible happen to them. And I feel bad for them. And I can't really change that for them. But there are probably several hundred, possibly thousands of people who may be on the cusp of the same sort of mistakes. And these are the people we're talking to often. So when it sounds like we're a little bit hard on someone who's calling in, yeah, that one person may be getting a little bit burnt. They may no, not be getting no, all right, no, but they may not no. be getting a hundred percent of what they need. I'm fine if I I'd rather give a thousand people fifty percent of what they need, then um, worry about giving one person only eighty-five percent of what they need. Well, look, my job does that here, make any sense? It does make sense. I understand what you're saying, but my my job here is to make sure we do no harm, which other shows, believe me, I think do. All right, and we will not do harm. It may not be, you know, caring doesn't mean making somebody feel good, right? Necessarily. All right, let me read another uh, quick piece of email. As long as you're fired up, Drew. Uh, How did I get so... I don't know. You you said uh, GD on the air. Uh, This is from Sean. Dear Adam and Drew, I just wanted to comment on the child... Yeah, you said goddammit. On the uh, childish... uh, Put that on a cart, by the way, Engineer Mike. Thank you. On the childish and ignorant behavior of Adam recently on both TV and radio shows. Jeez, I I wish I could get a movie deal so I could could really get the uh, trifecta going. (laughs) 
I can remember uh, two other occurrences when Adam has questioned a young woman who had been raped. Oh, here we go. What she was wearing or if she had led him on in any way. Yes, because as you know, whenever a woman is raped, no matter how brutal it was, my stance is it was the bitch's fault. Uh, right, Drew? I mean, anyone who listens to the show yeah, knows you've always uh, taken that position. exactly where I stand on that. Uh, tonight again, he questioned a young woman who'd been raped. Uh, why she why she didn't wake up if this man was raping her? Uh, let's see. These women were were raped if and only if they said no and at any time uh, no, uh, rape is consensual, blah, 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 blah. Well, look, I've talked about this uh, many a time. Uh, I don't believe uh, all of rape is rape, and I don't think it's fair to some people that were, um, you know, brutally and randomly raped to uh, call that rape. And uh, someone else who went out on a few dates with a guy uh, got loaded and passed out at a party, then woke up while the guy was on top of her and then basically uh, didn't do anything about it. I mean, yeah, that is rape technically, but we want people to be responsible and held responsible for what they do. And we want the guy who did it held responsible for what they did too. But our message is to a lot of young women and uh, I'd say men, but this never happens to a guy. Uh, don't go to a party wearing a sundress, get loaded, and pass out in front of 18 guys. Now, it is still their fault the guy's if fault. one of the 18 guys jumps on yeah, you. the guy's fault. But come on. This is a very uh, treacherous world we're living in. And it would be irresponsible just to completely focus. Here's what people want you to do in this life. They want you to focus on everyone else but yourself. Yeah, you had no role to play in the in the act. Right. No. Listen. Zero. If you decide to go to Central Park with a six-pack on a Sunday night, uh, get loaded and pass out in a bathing suit in the middle uh, of the park, and you get raped, uh, the guy who raped you, it's his fault. But you know what? You have to be told not to go right. to Central Park, uh, get drunk, and pass out in a bathing suit. Right, right. I'm sorry that we live in that kind of society, and I'm sorry that you are uh, bearing some of the responsibility for being um, victimized victimized this yeah. way, but let's be realistic. We don't want it to happen again. And as we know. And we don't want other people who are listening yeah. to go to the park and uh, pass out. Yeah. All right. And All also, right. We, we want to get into why somebody becomes a victim. Yes. Not, not for responsibility purposes, but just to explore the quality uh, of relationships and the way they conduct themselves in relationships that sets them up for this. All right. Uh, a little more emails. The night wears on. Jennifer, you're Please 19. No. <laughs> you know, by the way, a lot of... A hey, lot you'll of, like this one. This wait, wait, there's a lot of uh, I hate ICP stuff out there. Yeah, well, the insane clown posse did not uh, make a, win over a lot of fans last yeah, night. I thought they were kind of refreshing in a kind of bizarre way. Well, these guys have an eighth grade education. They grew up in the, the inner city of Detroit. Give them a break. They, they also, they had their tongue firmly planted in their cheek, I think. For quite a bit of it, yes. Yeah. Quite a bit of I it. I hope. Yes. Jennifer? Hello? What's going on? Okay, this is going to sound really stupid, and I don't know why I subject myself to this, but I've been seeing this guy off and on for a year. We've gone out a couple times, but we've been seeing each other. And the other day, I was going to kill myself, and I told him that it was over. And five uh, minutes wait, wait, You kind of let that slip past. You were what? I was going to kill myself. Why? Why? It's a long story. Mm -hmm. I'm I manic. And you were in a manic phase? Yeah. Or a depressed phase? Yeah. I'm going with the depressed part. Well, sometimes man manics do funny things, too. Okay. And, and, and so you were, you were not taking your medicine? No, I didn't have any, and I, I didn't care. All right. Okay. And 
So I called him up and I told him it was oh, over. Hold on a second, Jennifer. Uh huh. But do you have medicine prescribed to you? Yes. Okay, so you weren't taking it. No, I didn't have any at the time. I just got it today. Again. Who's responsible to be sure that you take your medicine on a daily basis? Me. Okay. Okay. You uh, didn't take your medicine. No, I didn't have any. That's what I'm saying. I didn't have any, and I hadn't gone back to my doctor yet. Had you been taking medicine before the port, uh, before the part where you didn't have any? Yeah. All right, then you weren't taking your medicine. <laughs> Screwball. All right. Okay. So, anyways. Jesus Christ, how much denial can you be in? I didn't have any. I didn't have any. Okay, Adam, I'm sorry. <sighs> okay. You weren't so feeding your kids, Drew. You weren't feeding them. I wasn't. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> I don't know, know how to even recreate this I didn't one. have any food. Oh, okay. But you, wait a minute. You weren't feeding them. Well, I didn't have any food. What do you want me to do? I uh, ran out. True. You're, uh, I ran out. Uh, forget you, Drew. I'm doing my own show tonight. All right, Jennifer. Sorry. Anyways, um, I called him and told him it was over. And then I felt bad because I told him that. And I was being stupid when I told him that. So I called him back and I said, I don't mean that. And ever since then, he won't call me back. He said it was okay that I said that because he knows how I get. But at the same time, he's just like, when he gets mad at me, he'll get mad at me and he'll tell me, oh, go take a Prozac or oh, go do this or do that. And it always has to do with something because I'm bipolar. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, I can't get away from him. I, I think I love him and mm -hmm. it hurts mm -hmm. and I don't know what to do. Does he want to stay in this relationship? Yes. He's the, only, he's the one that always calls me up and says, oh, please, I want you back and all this and that, and no. I don't know how, how old is he. How old is he? Twenty. What's wrong with him? Anything? No. Nothing up with him. him. No. How'd you, right? how'd you guys meet? How did we meet? Um, at a block party. He had lived down the street from me, and we had a block party one night, and I met him. Here we have. Uh, I don't. You must not be calling from Los Angeles. No. No. And they don't have block. You want. You want. You want to know what the L.A. version of the block party is? Looting uh, a store. Well. <laughs> That's more of a uh, L.A. barbecue. That's more of a summer-type event. Here's how the L.A. block party goes. Uh, somebody gets shot in their car, and then the cops show up, and they start roping stuff off, and then all the neighbors start filing out in the street in their bathrobe. What went on down here? Lou got shot. Oh, man. Hey, you reading that paper? And they end up just talking. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we usually have to wait till someone gets shot, though, first. Uh-huh. Okay, Jennifer. Jennifer, look, I, I I don't know that we can say much about this, except that there's a good deal of chaos in your emotional world and in your interpersonal life. Mm -hmm. uh, no surprise. Uh, it sounds like he's hanging in pretty well. It's understandable he'd be a little freaked out by your mood disturbance. He's a young guy, too, and has probably never been exposed to this and doesn't quite know how to manage it. The fact that he disparages you and sort of cuts you down, I, I wouldn't stand for that. Uh, you know, it's like, if you had any other kind of handicap, him making fun of it, I don't think you have to put up with that. Right. If he continues to do that, then I don't know that that's sufficient respect to be able to be in a reasonable relationship. No, but the guy's 20, doesn't right. fully right. understand that, what's understand going that. on. And that's she right. has these episodes. And that's the point. And she, she needs to be somewhat understanding that he's a little freaked out by her, her disorder, but she doesn't have to put up with him uh, cutting her down like Jennifer's that. got a lot of energy into this relationship, which always is a little bit frightening. At 19. Now, when you're 19, here's what happens. Let me uh, let me let everyone in on how, how life works. Way too much energy for relationships at age 19, male and female. Yep. Uh, then at age mm, 29, 30. Way too little. No energy. Just don't have time. I don't know. I guess you hit your stride probably around 24, 25, where 
the energy that that too much energy is just starting to curtail itself a little bit and it hits a beautiful plateau there and then as you uh, enter your er early 30s it just starts winding down and then when you get in your later 30s and early 40s um you get that energy surge again because um you're now cheating on whoever it was you're with and you're with a 19 year old again and you have that uh you have that young young uh kick in your stride again scott Hey. Hey, you're 18. What's going on? Hey, I love you guys. God bless both of you. Thank right you, sir. Um, I was wondering, see, I feel like my ex-girlfriend's dropping me hints that she wants to get sexually active with me. Like what? Um, well, today I was talking to her on the phone. We're like friends now. And today I was talking to her on the phone. There was a situation where we had to spend the night at the same house in the same room on the same couch, but it was a mega sectional, you know? But anyway. Mega sectional? Yeah. So, like, you couldn't see her from where you were? <laughs> no, not quite like How that. How many uh, sections do you need before it makes it into the mega category? Anyway, she was laying on the other side and stuff, and I was talking to her today about the situation. I don't know how it came up. But she, she said, well, you know, we could have shared the bed. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, okay. Mm. And I heard from another friend that I guess she wanted to mess around with me or something. Mm -hmm. I, don't, I don't know. How long have you been with her? I was with her for about six months, uh -huh. maybe five. I'm not sure. Uh -huh. Are you, uh, you with anyone else currently? Um, No. What about her? Uh, I don't know. I mean, I don't think I really should, but I'm just wondering what you guys think. I mean, what about hers? Oh, boy. Full moon. Let's just uh, Full moon. recreate that love line moment for a second. <laughs> you uh, with anyone currently? No. How about her? Uh, I don't think we should get back together. <laughs> no, no, I don't think we should do it. That's the concrete thinking of the yeah. love line listeners. Uh, let me rephrase that. Is she currently involved in a relationship? No. No, she is not. No. You guys been okay. together five months. Are you a virgin? Yes. Uh-huh. And uh, you're a little bit nervous around her sexually? Well, no. Actually, I gave her her first orgasm. Oh, you did? Yeah. Where'd you get that? I got to pick up. Uh, no. Uh, you did through uh, some sort of um, hand stimulation or something? Uh, oral hand stimulation. Oh, really? Yeah. See, to me, call me old-fashioned, but once you get down to the oral stimulation uh, part, uh, that's done. That's that, done. That, that You've was, done more than sex. That, that came afterwards, typically. Late, in fact... Hundreds of years, thousands of years after the, the uh, intercourse part was conceived of. Yes. That, listen, I'm telling you, on God's naughty scale, oral sex is naughtier than penetration. That's At least true. the way I do it. Scott. Yep. All right. Why don't you just go, uh, why don't you get back with her? What the hell? She's single, you're single. Well, you see, I don't know if she really means it or what. All right, well, listen. No, she's, wait, she's been with you five months. She's 18, 19 years old. I mean, I, I... Well, actually, she's 16. Uh, mm -hmm. uh, so well, Listen, Scott, she wanted you to share the bed with her. Um, her friend was telling you. What do you, what do you want to do? Get a recorded conversation but you've of already her had, professing you, he's, her he's love for you? He's already had oral sex with And you've already had oral sex with her. Please. I, I don't... I, well, explore this, because we may be missing a new trend. No, there's no, there's no trend. It's, this is the way it's always been. Young people want to have um, undisputable evidence that the other person is madly in love with them before they're going to risk anything. Hmm. And then, like I said, I, I'm doing a lot of comparing and contrasting. Later on in life, um, you don't care. 
person could be wearing a, a big engagement ring. Uh, they could have told you in no uncertain terms that they repulse, you know, the, the sight of you repulses them. You'll still have a beer and go up and ask them out. Just go ask, Scott, or uh, get back together with her. Wayne. Yeah, hello. You're 16. What's going on? Oh, okay, I met this girl in April. She was 18 at a party. And, uh, you know, she kind of broadcasted that she wanted to get with me. So we got together. We were going out for about two months. And then she uh, visited a friend. At, she lives about 30 miles away. And then she called me one day and told me that she wanted to break up. And I had she just told me that she didn't, you know, know why or anything. So for about a month, we had we didn't communicate at all. And I kept trying to call and call, but she wouldn't take any of my phone calls. She said she was afraid that I was uh, upset with her, that I would try to, you know, argue with her or whatever. But all I wanted to do was talk. Finally, you know, she talked to me. And we started slowly getting back together. And, like, um, then we started having sex again, but we weren't, like, together. And uh, one... It, uh, one occasion after we had sex, she had a, she had, was beating around the bush about what if I did this? How would you feel if I did this? Okay, get, get to the question. What what happened? Okay, um, that was the longest minute of my life, Drew. I was staring at the clock. I realized I it thought, was I you at, the, a seizure. at the fifty-seven second mark. I was about to drop dead. <laughs> I thought you were having a seizure. Jesus. <laughs> All right, I'm sorry, Wayne. Okay, um, she told me that uh, she cheated on me with my cousin. Oh, that was the guy that you knew she cheated with. Yeah. All right. So what do you want to know from us? Okay. Um, like, we officially got back together. What do you time. want to know from us? Yeah, Just I read something it. about that in the Times. Just state it. What's the, what do you want to know from us? Um, do you think it would happen again? Yes. You think she what would do you think, again? Um, well, maybe not a cousin. Maybe she'll move on to your dad or your brother. But, uh, yeah. Well, what does cheating mean? Like, she had sex with yep. Okay. Yep. That's despicable. And plus, if you, do the, if you pull this kind of crap in the first couple months of a relationship... She's 16, too. No, she's 16. She's got a little trouble. Huh? She's oh, she, she's older. Yeah. Uh-huh. What, what's her past like? Well, she's a little rocky, a lot rocky. Had some trouble? Yeah. Yeah. This yeah. is what trouble people do. They act out. That's all they know. Yeah. Here's the whole thing. I, I, you know, I'm, just, uh, I'm just coming on to this. This is the same reason. This is really the woman's version of when guys are out on parole. <laughs> But they get drunk and go out on their porch and start yelling at the moon, you know, and then the neighbor comes by and tries to calm them down and they sock them. Uh -huh. I see this when I watch cops. And then the cops are dragging them back to jail uh, wearing nothing but a pair of boxer trunks. And you think to yourself, hey, man, you're on parole, you idiot. What are you doing? You're on parole. You finished, you know, 340 ounces and decide to go head out and take a baseball bat to your neighbor's uh, mailbox at four in the morning. Now the cops are there. Now you're back in jail. What are you thinking about, you idiot? And I realize they need chaos. I mean, they're just not alive unless uh, somebody is trying to wrestle them to the ground and slap cuffs on them. This is how a lot of guys are. And they'll be back doing the same thing again. And how about the women? Women can do it sexually or in a relationship. And women don't get drunk and get into a fist fight. They just get in a relationship for two months, and if they're people that are troubled and they're out of control, then they just go cheat on the guy's brother. Eh, I got to screw things up. And uh, well, lo and behold, the person always seems to find out somehow. Yeah. Even though they swear up and down they don't want them to find out, oh, they find out. And then there's a whole bunch of chaos. And there, there you have it. More chaos. Some people aren't happy unless the cops are being called or people are screaming.
Yeah, I've been I've been think trying to. Uh, okay. What? I'm trying to figure out why I really no, I've never find a satisfactory explanation why people do that. Why people recreate abuse and chaos? You know what the the teleology teleology is behind it. Is that you know, where you? Is that the, the reasoning? Is oh. is, there, is there a reason behind it? That we, that we I, I thought that was through? a science of reading tea leaves. No, no, uh, I don't know. Uh, but uh, man, it is uh, just like uh, blood is red, and uh, and uh, uh, I can't think of another scientific example. The point is, is uh, it happens. Oh yeah, man, does it happen? All right, let's just sell this one real fast. As a matter of fact, I don't want to sell this one. I like this one. Uh, Nicole. Hi. Hey, you're fourteen. Hi. Hey. Um, I'm doing this project for um, my sex ed class at school, uh-huh. and I need to know about, like, pubic life. Uh-huh. You want some? No. I'm going to need them back, but I could let you bring them into class. <laughs> no. I was wondering if you could tell me anything about it. What kind of school you go to, Nicole? A Catholic school. Really? They have sex ed? Yeah. I thought for sure you went to one of those hippie schools that they hide in the back of the public schools. <laughs> You go to a Catholic school and you have a sex ed class? Yeah. we got to explore this. I have many questions. Is it taught by a, a nun or a priest? No, it's a doctor. Wow. Uh, this is a pretty nice school, huh? It's all right. Yeah, all right. Well, you're just a barrel of laughs, aren't you, tonight, Nicole? <laughs> I'm very serious about her crab studies. All right, hang on. All right, we got to go to break. When we come back, we're going to figure all about, find out all about the uh, Catholic school and the sex ed. I want to love you. Love line, I'll be right back. And boy, will we be mad if you bail. Uber. You like making money? Drive with Uber. The popular smartphone app that connects riders with drivers. I love me some Uber. My wife loves Uber. We use it all the time. I've talked to the drivers. They love being their own boss and earning great money. Parents, you can work around your family schedule and students, you can make cash in between classes. I even hear one of our own is interested in being an Uber driver. Porcelain Punisher? Yeah, what a boss. You're thinking about being an Uber driver? Yeah, you know, uh, my buddies and I use Uber all the time over the weekends. And uh, over the last few months, I've had a chance to talk to a lot of the drivers, really find out how easy it is to be a driver. You can work around your schedule, make some quick bucks. So I figured work for you during the day, work for Uber at night. It's basically... You know, you're out, you're in your car, you're paying for your car, you're paying for your insurance. Why not make a few extra bucks? Smart. Yeah, you can turn it on and turn it off whenever you want. All you need is a car and a license to start earning serious, life-changing money today. Oh, do I wish these guys were around when I was a struggling comedian. Going to the open mic on the other side of the hill? Could have made a few bucks on the ride in. Sign up to Drive With Uber. Visit drivewithuber.com. That's drivewithuber.com. DriveWithUber.com. Hello there, kitties. Phone number 1-800-LOVE-191. Fax number 310-854-4455. I'm Adam Carolla. That is Dr. Drew, the board-certified one. See that picture, Drew? Yeah, you're just going through my stuff here. Yeah, it was nice. We had it lying around. All right. It is Loveline. Fiona Apple's our guest tomorrow night. Tonight, our guest will be the moon because 
I believe it's a full moon tonight. Oh, yes. And it's always extra weird during the full moon. Here's my theory on the full moon. Drew? I'm listening. Please, stop fixating on the picture. They say the moon affects people in uh, different ways, mm -hmm. but that it actually creates um, changes in the personality. Yeah. I believe it really only affects uh, the stupid and the moronic. Okay. I don't believe Einstein was affected by the moon. Right. The particularly sort of uh, vulnerable humans are affected. <laughs> yeah. I believe you got your magnet has to be kind of weak in order to be... It's like... Um, you got a TV with a bad set of uh, rabbit ears on top of it. So uh, if there's an electrical storm or something like that, the reception is screwed. But I think if you got one of them big 30-foot antennas uh, right in the middle of your roof, you're fine. you'll be fine. Yeah. No problem with reception. Yeah. But I believe if you're a little bit on the border, like a lot of our listeners and callers are, I think that extra little gravitational pull that's created by the full moon, I think it screws with them just enough. Yeah, we'll... By the way, that I, I think just having the microwave on at the house screws up a lot of our listeners in terms of their thought process. Is that something you've noticed personally? Or? I've noticed myself uh, slowing yeah. down just I, a little bit. So. Okay. Usually when I'm doing macaroni and cheese, because that has to be in there for just a little bit longer. All right. You look so. kind of dried out. Huh? No, go ahead. Okay. Why don't you, why don't you just repeat the question I asked you like all our listeners? <laughs> <laughs> all right. Now, who are we talking to? Uh, no, Jane. no, no, you were talking uh, about Nicole. Well, don't, oh, that's uh, all parentheses things, sorry. Nicole. Yeah. All right. You're uh, 14. You go to a Catholic private school, I'm guessing. Yeah. And you have a sex ed class. Uh-huh. There's no such thing as a Catholic public school. I guess, um, Separation yeah, I, of church and state and all that. I was just assuming that. Okay. Uh, I mean, yes, it was, um, uh, what do they call that? It was a Parochial. rhetorical question. Okay. All right. Uh, but anyway, Nicole, we found it a little bit peculiar that they would have a sex ed class at a Catholic high school. Uh-huh. Mm -hmm. All right, so... Now, don't talk, Drew. I just want to I just want to have some fun with Nicole. Okay. Yeah, we find that very interesting here. Um, <clears throat> that, uh, you know, a place that works basically on the teachings of uh, Christ and the Bible would uh, teach children about um, sex, which is something that... Um, the Bible tries to discourage amongst young people. Uh, well, they call it human sexuality. Oh, so it's not just uh, goats humping? No. Oh, okay. Yeah, because that'd be kind of weird. They just showed animals getting it on the whole yeah. time. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, if it's human sexuality. Uh, Drew, any more questions? Oh, it's totally different. Though. Oh, yeah. It's human sexuality? Yeah. Okay. Uh, Engineer Mike, human sexuality. Okay, so relax. Rest easy. <laughs> All right, so you want to know about the... <laughs> <laughs> She's saying when they're talking about sex, they're talking about people? Yeah. Oh, and the way they would interact sexually? Yeah. Oh, wow. No wonder they're at ease with it. Oh, okay. All right. <laughs> uh, that's stupid. I feel like an idiot now. All right, boys, my face red. So you want to uh, do a report on pubic uh, lice? Yeah, I just Perhaps. got, like, thrown it. They, like, gave it to me. I didn't want that. Uh-huh. All right, what's your question? Um, I just need to, like, know about it. Like, what are some symptoms and stuff? Itching, irritation, uh, actually seeing the lice. Ew, really? Yep. They tend to primarily stay in the pubic area, though they can get up into the armpit area and even in the hair. Uh, mostly transmitted by sexual contact, but people could get them by sleeping in a bed where somebody had been infested, couch. So when you when you try to get treatment, it's important to change your linens and this Ugh. vacuum. And all. Oh, it sounds like you've been through this, Adam. No, I haven't. I really Ro haven't. Roommate? 
Uh, I had a roommate who I actually shared the same bed with. Oh. Who, uh, he, uh, God, man, were we poor. <laughs> it's not like Charlie and the Chocolate Factory or something. Well, there was, just, you in the same bed? there was just a, uh, a double, a twin. I always get confused because a single is bigger than a twin. Right. I don't like that. But anyway, the point is, is, are you panting back there, Nicole? No. Do you have a dog? I'm writing. Oh, you're right. Oh, is that what that was? Okay. Uh, anyway, this guy used to work the uh, graveyard shift, and I worked during the day, and we'd sleep on the bed at uh, different times, I obviously. See. And he had, he, he got himself uh, crabs, and I thought I was going to get them for sure because same mm. cover and everything. Yeah. Never did get them. Lucked no out. takers. Yeah. All right, so, uh, Nicole, any more questions? Um, no, that's it. Thanks a lot. All righty. As it turns out, it was human sexuality, Drew. Yeah. See, we were really confused about why they would teach uh, sexuality uh, classes in a uh, Catholic school. But then it turned out it was human sexuality. All right, so uh, Engineer Mike, you have something that a listener sent in. This actually is someone that works for a station that we're on. Uh, oh, but we don't, we don't remember or know who it is. I lost the letter that came with it, so I don't remember oh. who it is. You wiped yourself with it, didn't you, Mike? I think I sneezed into it. Mike's very jealous of uh, the other producers. Well, now we're, he was, he was also going to uh, show an example of his handiwork, too. Well, well, all right. We'll get to that later on in the night. But let's just hear uh, another one of the shuffles that was sent in by an uh, engineer at a station unknown. All right, Drew, you ready to do something? Yeah. The volume will go to 10. I have the table. <laughs> oh. I have the table. Get laid. I, I really think I could peel one off. I'm really in a bind. Could I please get a jump from you? Ew. A lot of women like that. <laughs> I think maybe somebody could get to my prostate and I might enjoy it. Oh. It means a great deal to me. If you got to blow a guy along the way, uh, so be it. How was it? Oh. Your hoe. I've done a little sampling of the youth of America. It leads to sex. No, 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 don't. I'll don't take him on, on any mattress. God bless America. Thank you for letting me right. be myself. <laughs> if I had a vagina, I would be touching it all the time. Thank you for letting me oh. be myself. Right. I've had my kicks, and so have you. We gotta go to break. Lubricants and juices. I, I mop my belly. I'm not ashamed of my past. I'll date Ron Wood. What the hell? I'm a woman. Uh, I give it like a... I give it... Well... At least he got you to laugh along with the music. That was cool. Now, you see, Mike, I think the one that was played the, the night before was better than that. Or two nights before that. It was busier. That's for sure. Yeah, and that one was a little distorted. I mean, the value, the production value was a little weak. But it, it arrived on a cart ready to play, so this guy knows what he's doing. Really? Why couldn't he get a clear recordings of that? Then? I don't know. All right. Not bad, but I, I don't want to discourage anybody who puts in a lot of time uh, toward the show. I'll give it a five. Okay. True? Five. <laughs> Boy. Whatever you say. What a personality. Jamie. Yeah. Hey, you're 32. Yeah. I... Ugh. It's kind of a long thing. Um, oh, boy. Um, what is that noise? He's in the tub. Yeah. Yeah, all right. Nothing wrong well, with that. I've been waiting a while. All right. Yeah, um, I was just wondering about hermaphrodites. Mm-hmm. Well, you see, I'm not bisexual. I'm not homosexual. 
but I had a girlfriend a long time ago who used to, um, we used to uh, engage in anal things mm-hmm. that I really enjoyed, but, and I even experimented with men, mm. and I did not enjoy it. Mm-hmm. Uh-oh. Drew's going for the wallet. Yeah. Jamie, I think just, you know, when he heard you were in the tub, he started going for the wallet. But now with the whole uh, butt probe and experimenting with men thing, and just the, uh, just the vibe of getting quality, off Jamie's yeah. voice. Yeah, yeah. And it was actually smart of the folks to name him Jamie, because you never really know. <laughs> <laughs> Stacy wouldn't have been a bad one either. Yeah. All right, uh, Jamie. Yeah. You, uh... How long have you been on hold in the tub there? Oh, about an hour. Mm-hmm. Have you pretty much uh, touched yourself nonstop since the time you got into the tub? No. Really? Because I find, personally, I don't take uh, many, many baths for this reason. I go right for the penis. I never let it go. <laughs> and there's something so fascinating about my penis when I'm in a tub. It's, I, I've, it's like I'm reunited with my penis. Can you cart all that up, please? You know what I'm saying, though, Drew? Yeah, no. When I'm taking a shower, I don't even notice my penis. I'm into the hair. Ah. I'm into the shampoo, and I'm into the underarms. Right. And a little bit into the butt. You got a little, you got a little work there, so you, you got to pay attention. <laughs> right. <laughs> it's really, it's like, uh, listen, if you're going to fly a plane, you don't do it drunk. You right, know? Right. You, you got a lot of hair to shampoo. Uh, you don't want to mess around. But as soon as I get in the tub, all the attention, right to the penis. There you are. You're staring right at it. And it's sort and, of, it'll, your point? It'll, well, it'll move around a little as the water kicks back and forth. Jamie? Yeah. You ever pee in the tub while you're in the tub? Oh, sure, like nobody else has. Good man. Come on. All right. So uh, your question was about hermaphrodites. Yeah. All right, well, first off, let's just, get, let's just get you straightened out a little bit. Uh, you have experimented with men before. Sure. Sure. And to what extent? Is the behymen intact? Yeah. It is. You've been practicing safe sex? Yes. So you've never been penetrated by a man? No. How about by a woman using something? Yes. Oh, you have? Yes. So I would say the behind is not intact. Are, are you into any S&M, that sort of thing? No, not at all. Okay. All right. Uh, Jamie? Yeah? We're going to gamble on your past. Okay. Is that all right with you? Sure. We now um, I have to get the consent of the listeners before uh, the callers, I should say, before you go we gamble. for it. All right, Jamie, here's what I'd like you to do. I'd like you to, we're going to go to break. Okay. I would like you to submerge your penis. I would like you to close your mouth and pinch your nose off and <laughs> see if you can push an oxygen bubble out of your urethra while we're taking a commercial break, all right? Oh, you're so helpful. All right, and uh, we'll be back to gamble on the rest of Jamie. Blinds galore, everybody. Blinds galore. They're having a Memorial Day sale. I'll be on the road. <laughs> you guys be home and getting everything up to 50% off. Let's not waste time. You know how I hate that. Order free samples and uh, be ready to shop. And uh, it's going to start, baby. 
It's starting soon. All the blinds we use here at the other shop, everywhere, it's all from Blinds Galore. Uh, 15 free samples. And, uh, I mean, by the way, if you can't make the decision, if you can't squeeze the trigger after looking at 15 swatches. You have uh, other problems. It's time to squeeze another trigger. (laughs) Please. Free shipping. Free uh, expert design Is advice. Mm-hmm. It's all, really, <laughs> wow. so it is. It's all it's a free for all is what it is. It's blinds galore. Makes it easy to get the custom blinds and shades you've always wanted. Check blindsgalore.com. Uh, let them know I sent you. That's blindsgalore.com. Let them know you heard it here first. Hi, this is Jennifer Gray, and you're listening to Loveline with Adam Carolla and Dr. Drew. Where is my little Jennifer Gray? I miss her. And I guess that uh, Shortcuts, the series, never came to fruition. Shortcuts? The player? Oh, was it the player? Yeah, I'm sorry. Well, the player, they're both uh, Altman Uh, films, aren't they? I don't know. Player was. You ever see Shortcuts? Nope, never heard of it. (laughs) Hey, listen. Last night, I didn't have a chance with the insane clown posse talking so damn much. Never saw Close Encounters. That was about where my life yeah. stopped. Right about there. I know. I know. I'm, I'm, I want to kick your life like a jukebox to get it started again. <laughs> All right. You, you really should see Shortcuts. It's a good, uh, good movie. All right. All right. Phone number 1 800 LOV. Shortcuts. Is it, is it, I never heard of it. Very, very popular. Not movie. Get Shorty. Right. No, but just because it has the word short in it right. doesn't make sense. I just never heard, I never heard of shortcuts. All right, let's go. Right. Okay, yeah. phone number, 1-800-LOVE-191. This is Loveline, Adam Carolla, Dr. Drew. And where are we going, Drew? Uh, here? Mm-hmm. Yes. Jamie? Yeah. Still in the tub? No, actually, I'm drying up. Mm-hmm. Um, We're going to bet. Yeah. Let's go. All right, hold on, Jamie. <sighs> Jamie's pretty weird. He's had some stuff going on in his life. Uh, Jamie's 32. Jamie's experimented with guys. He was curious about hermaphrodites. He had his girlfriend experiment by putting things in his uh, rear end. He seemed to enjoy it. Said never had a guy in his rear end. But anyway, something's up with Jamie. All right, Drew, you go first. Uh, Sexually abused by a nearby person. Neighbor, girlfriend, mom's boyfriend, something like that. I'll just go with over-domineering mom. <laughs> Play it safe. Right. Although, uh, we'll see if we can get him to admit that. At least I know he hates his mom. Gotta hate his mom. Jamie. Yeah. What's going on? You tell me. All right. Uh, anything go on with a neighbor sexually? No. When you are young? No. Nobody got to you? No. How old were you when you started having sex? Um, say 15, 16. Anything happened before that at all? No. Nothing. Okay. What about mom? Domineering, you're correct there. Ah, yes. Tries to control you, doesn't she? No. No, I left when I was 13. Why? Because my father passed away, and she was domineering, so. Where'd you go? How how did the domineering manifest itself, Jamie? Uh, She's just a real control freak. All right. But kids kids don't leave home. Wait a minute. I swear to God. God, I'm going to go nuts. Yeah. Hey, Engineer Mike, do you have any possible way to replay parts of this show? 
Can can you rewind? Is there any of that? No. You can't do that? Are you sure you can't do that, Mike? Or are you just so wrapped up in the Minka webpage at this point that you can't haul your ass out of the chair? It'll take you a while. I All right. I just said uh, Jamie's uh, mom is domineering. He agreed. I said, oh, she was trying to control you. No. Remember that part? Yep. yep. Where I said she was trying to control you. Jamie flat out said no. And then I said, um, when you left at 15, how did the domineering manifest itself? Control freak. Control freak. Hmm. What's up with that, Jamie? Jamie? Yeah? I'll tell you what she did do is she hit huh. she, Wait, 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 wait. She struck him, right? She hit what you. What do you mean? She hit you. No, never. Never. All right, Drew, well, give me another dollar. Well, no, wait you a minute. are so far off. Me, the reason I'm, I'm saying that. I'm putting the money in my wallet, by the way. Because 13-year-olds don't leave home. 15. No, you say left when he was 13. No, right? I left when I was 13. Yeah, 13-year-olds don't leave home unless they're being abused in oh. some fashion. What happened when you are 15? Is that when your dad That's died? That's when he had sex. That's oh, had I'm sex. sorry. All right. My dad died when I was 12. All right, but Jamie, I just want to get to the bottom of one thing here. I know this is the world's worst radio, but how come when I said to you, she was trying to control you. You immediately said, "No, she don't. She wasn't." And then two minutes later, when I asked you to describe her, you said she was controlling. Uh, I, uh, I'm sorry. I, I didn't realize that. Okay. And she never. And she never used a belt or a swatch or anything like that. No. No, nothing like okay. that. Where did you go at 13? I think it's a switch, by the way. I went right. to work. A swatch is like You're a right. fabric uh, sample. Or our watch. Uh, where did you go at 13? I just left. Where did you... All right, now we're hanging up on you, Jamie. No, I I, I said, you know... Uh, where did you go at 13? At 13, I just didn't want to be... Uh, where did you go at 13? We're, we're already in college. Where did you go at 13? Why do I hate our listeners tonight? This guy is an asshole. What is up with that? How come people can't answer questions anymore? What is going on with oh, this, this world? Huge, huge denial here. I'm going to give Jamie one more try. Jamie? Yeah? My finger's poised on the hang-up button. Okay. Where did you go at 13? I left home, found a job, and been there ever since. Where? <laughs> Where? I'm missing the question here. You left home at 13. That's right. Where did you go? To work. Okay, you slept at work then. You lived yeah. at work. Okay, you I lived told at work. You I got a job. I got an apartment. Ah! You got an apartment at 13. Yeah. How did you do that? I lied. What'd you tell him? Well, I was driving a tow truck at the time, so. How did you, how did you get a driver's license? I was just license? driving a tow truck. My boss didn't know. All right, Jamie. Here's actually, I stole my older brother's. All right, Jamie, you, you, we're, we're not getting anything. All right, from we you. can't we're, speak yeah. to you, Jamie. Yeah, if you're not going to be honest, it's not going to be straight. You're going to be all over the map. It's just no point. We wish you well, Jamie. You're, okay. You're 32 years old. It's it's um it's like talking to a 14 year old who's high. Jamie, you're 32 years old. Please try not to live in a world of denial at this point. You had a rough past. But but your your question shouldn't be of a sexual nature. You know what I'm saying? Well, that's all my question was about. Well, you you called and you want to know about hermaphrodites. Yeah. All right. Why? 
Well, I was just curious. All right. You'll, you'll never come across one. Don't worry. All right. <laughs> Jamie? Okay. Here's my parting words. Don't hurt yourself, don't hurt anybody else, and don't have any kids. Never. Never. Okay, I, thank I, you. I, Jamie just went up in my esteem. Yes, no kids, Jamie? Never. Good. We'll send you out a T-shirt. All right. All righty. I'll give him one every year he doesn't have a kid. Oh, boy. Hermaphrodites yeah. uh, means having both male and female sexual organs. And what, what happens really is that as uh, something called testicular feminization where uh, men are born non-responsive to testosterone and they look like women in, in all respects. Uh-huh. Uh, so, do you mean you have a penis and a vagina? That's what a her No. Hermaphrodite would be testes and ovaries. Uh, so you would have a penis? Where are those testes hiding? I, I, a true hermaphrodite. I, I, Do they have pictures? Somewhere there must be something, but it's very, I mean, really, I've never even heard of it. Right? It must be very rare. You know, there's pictures in the backs of uh, some of these magazines I have. Yeah. But I think they're airbrushed or something. What is it? Because it's like a woman that looks like, you know, um, Anna Nicole Smith, but she has a black penis. Yeah, I think they airbrush. just doctor that up. But women can't. There's something called clitoral. By the way, I'm not sure who's into that. There's something called clitoral megaly, where and women that take steroids and things like that, anabolic steroids, will actually the clitoris will enlarge to look like a small penis. And there, wait a minute, I think I got that. And there's certain <laughs> endocrinological disturbances which the same thing can happen. Oh boy, oh, and and. But don't they catch this stuff early, and then they make the child sort of declare? It's you have different. to declare that, something that's, early. That's ambiguous genitalia, which is yeah. They usually make it. They try to make it into whatever it is, most biologically. Right. Yeah. Right. And just mm. make make the external organs look proper. Let me give my uh, let me give a tip to some of the doctors who are involved with this surgery. Not that they're listening to the show, but uh, they may have friends and family that do. Uh, when it's a coin toss, don't make it into a woman. There's always trouble. You know what I mean? They never look quite right. Make it into a guy. Because hell, a guy, you're fine. I mean, you know, you could be like, uh, you know, David Bowie or something. Who cares, right? You still make a ton of money. Uh, you know, date, date a ton of chicks. You, you know what I mean? Yeah. As a guy. You know you know what I mean? When you got that, uh, when it's a coin toss and they go the woman route, it's much more dangerous to me. Go the guy route. That's a safer one. Thank you, Drew. Tracy, you're 17. Yeah. Um, my question, um, I'm bisexual, and my I, the only two people in my family that knows is my two aunts. And my one aunt, um, I told her, she's like, it's all in my mind. Somebody planted it in my mind. And she's trying to convince me, no, you're not, you know, born with it. And... Um, she thinks it's because I was molested three di um, three different times before the age of ten, and she thinks it's because of that. She may be on to something, Tracy. That's um, sort of typically what happens for people that are abused. They have a lot of ambivalence about their sexuality, especially at your age. It's I not. It's not even. It's not really bisexuality at your age. It's just confusion. Yes, and, it's and, and, uh, and chaos. And listen, uh, Glad, go ahead and send those letters to Dr. Drew because I know uh, there's nothing you people uh, hate more than when a physician talks about someone's sexuality. So um, go ahead and send those to Drew. Did you get some letters from? Yeah, let me read it. I'm talking. I'm speaking to a 17-year-old here who was oh, abused no. before the age of no, 10 several times. Now I knew when I was five. 
Yeah, that, that may be. Yeah, and by the way, I don't know how you can have a genetic predisposition to bisexuality. I mean, it's kind of weird if you think about it. I mean, it's it's like I could see you having a genetic predisposition to homosexuality, possibly, or certainly heterosexuality. But uh, having a uh, genetic predisposition to ambivalence is kind of a weird statement. It, yeah. It's almost uh, like an oxymoron. It doesn't make sense, does it? Right. Uh, but here's the other thing. I mean, we we here on this show, three common outcomes from sexual abuse, right? Right. And, and at, at her, by her age, what would the three sort of typical syndromes be? Um, oh, sexual abuse. Yeah. Uh, she's 17. Okay. Uh, bisexuality. Right. A lot of confusion and acting out. Uh, hypersexuality. Hypersexuality. Heterosexual hypersexuality. And uh, with with a lot of chaos and borderline traits. And the favorite at the Corolla household, no sexuality. No sexuality. And no. Then, and then sometimes and sometimes a maturing, evolving homosexuality, but it usually is. Again, with difficulty establishing stable relationships. You were molested three times? Yeah, by three different men. Between uh, what ages? Um, the first time I was so young, I don't even remember it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Who was the guy? Um, he was. It was me and my mom, my stepdad, mm-hmm. living um, in an apartment, and it was two of my dad's friends that were mm-hmm. staying with us for a little bit. Uh, and uh, uh, by the way, uh, dad is uh, guilty. Stepdad or dad? Uh, stepdad. I mean, yeah. you know, I don't care that if it, if it was actually his friends that did it. <laughs> you know, Drew, can you write? You're hanging out with guys that are going to feel up your stepdad. Ugh. Okay, and the second uh, guy was? Um, my step-cousin. And, um, and uh, the third guy was? Um, my, um, his brother, I consider my brother, because we all grew up together like brothers and sisters. Uh, whose brother? Um, the guy who molested me. Uh-huh. The step oh, cousin. This is still step family. Yeah, no, step. just friends. Um, but we grew up. I've known them ever since I was born. Oh. And um, the guy that molested me the third time, you know, at first I looked up to him because he was in high school and he was like in plays and stuff. Mm. And I thought, wow, he's good. You know, I wanted to be an actress. And then I don't really remember too much of it. I just remember waking up him on me. Um, his hands moving around, mm. laughing, and the guy sitting right next to us laughing. Oh, my God. All right. And, um, Tracy. Yeah? I hate to uh, jump in, but we got to go to break. Okay. All right, here's the deal. Your aunt sounds relatively sane. I don't like your mom because she brought the stepdad into the family who then brought the friends. And I, I don't really like anyone else in the family but your aunts. Your aunt is right. You're 17. You've been molested three times. It's a horrible situation, and there's no way your compass can be uh, pointing due north on this one. Virtually anything you're experiencing right now is related to those episodes. That's right. So don't act on anything. Get a little counseling. Give yourself a little time. Sort things out, and then feel free to be uh, bisexual down the road. But just make sure it's true bisexuality, and you're not just doing it because your step buddy's friend's cousin jumped on you. Hello, is this Loveline? I have a problem with my stool. Hello, Loveline. I have a problem with your stool, too. The phone number for Loveline is 1-800-LOVE-191. Uh-oh, I gotta go. I'll be right back. This is Dr. Drew for True Car. Everyone is talking about transparency these days, a word you hear a lot, because people want it. 
So when it comes to making a big purchase, like perhaps buying a new car, you expect some transparency in the buying process. This is a process that gives you the confidence to know you're getting the fair deal, right? So you can really look at all the details. To understand the power of transparency, you need to check out TrueCar and TrueCar's mobile app. TrueCar not only can configure the car you want how you want it, but you can see what others actually paid for the same car you're looking for. Down to the zip code, so right in your area, you see the very same car. So you know what you can expect to pay for the car you want. Pretty transparent, right? And once you decide on that car, you can lock in guaranteed savings on an average over $3,000 off MSRP. Then you're connected with a trusted TrueCar certified dealer that will honor your savings without any negotiation, no shenanigans. So when you're ready for a new, transparent car buying experience, save time, save money, and never overpay. Download the TrueCar app today. Hi, this is Clive Barker, and you're listening to Love Line with Adam Carolla and Dr. Drew. Adam Carolla. Clive Barker. I still have still have not found an English person that could explain to me why they have to take the A off and put the R on, on anything. And then take the R off and put the A back on. I would love to know. Some uh, linguist. God knows there's none of them listening to this show. <laughs> oh, sorry, Mike. Yeah, Mike's got plus on. We'll be back in 10 seconds. This is Love Line on Radio Station. Hey, it's the new and improved Love Line, where the hosts just yell at the young, confused listeners. Phone number 1-800-LOVE-191, fax number 310-854-4455. You're 13? You moved out of the house? Where'd you go? To work. You moved out of the house, though. Where'd you go? To work. Okay, but when you moved out of the house, where did you go to after you moved out of the house? Well, I was driving a pickup truck. I went to work. Uh-huh. And where did you reside? After uh, you moved out of the house. I rented an apartment. I went to work. Oh, okay. So you live in an apartment. I see. Katie. Hi. You're 20. <laughs> um, I had a question for Dr. Drew. Yes, ma'am. Um, I am taking birth control pills, mm-hmm. but I have um, migraines also, mm-hmm. and I have all different kinds of medicines for them, and a lot of them have, like, the drug interactions where they kind of cancel out my birth control pills. Mm-hmm. Like which ones? Um, I'm taking Frenolin. I know that one does. Isn't uh, a migraine God's birth control? <laughs> what what was that? Did you say Furanol? Frenolin. Frenolin. I no. bet Drew's right here, Katie. <laughs> do, you, do you have the bottle in front of you? No. Yeah, I, I've never heard of Frenolin, so I'll keep going. Okay, and then... um. That that was one that it actually said on. Yeah. What what else are you taking? I'm taking, um, Midrin, Vicodin, Stadol. Okay. Um, these are not uh, for migraines typically. Okay. So you just have bad headaches, right? Mm, no, they're they're actually migraines. How do they manifest? They, I get the auras, and then they're on one side of my head. How come you haven't tried Imitrex? I have. Um, I have bad reactions to it. What happens? Um, I get really bad neck stiffness and it feels like my throat's closing up. Mm-hmm. 
Um, have you tried the oral uh, Imitrac? Yeah, it happens on both of them, the, the injection and the pump. And you've tried the reduced doses? Um, I had a, a 25 milligram pill. And, and are you on anything to prevent or to, to try to prophylax against migraine headache? Um, I was on um, Elevil, mm-hmm. and then they tried to put me on Zoloft. Mm-hmm. But, um, Hold on a second, Katie. Drew, are you a doctor or are you just a love doctor? I hate that. <laughs> Go ahead. So, so what happened with the Zoloft? Well, um, that it it they weren't really working. Um, in the last couple months, I haven't really had um, that many migraines. But what my question was was that um, my birth control pills, when I'm taking the medications, like I'll be bleeding just all through the month. And so I was wondering about like Norplant if I would have drug interactions with that. Same. It would do the same. Yep. Thing. Same. However. Um, I'm just trying to figure out what's going on with these migraines. Now, do, you're you're tre- being treated by a neurologist. Um, I went to a neurologist. Yeah. And, um, like he didn't he didn't really do anything for me. Um, right now I'm going to a chiropractor to see if it has anything to do with any neck or head injuries that I had. What? What? Tell me about that. Um. Well, I was in cheerleading mm-hmm. and I fell out of one of those big stunts mm. and I hit my head and neck on the. No, wait a minute. Let's talk about that. <laughs> Finally, finally a break in the action. I can, I can intervene. <laughs> what were you doing at the at the collegiate level, or is this in high school? This is in high school. See, when, uh, at my high school, we had uh, nothing but fat cheerleaders, and none of them could get their uh, hefty asses off the ground. <laughs> so there's never any danger of any head injuries. Although uh, one time, one did trip and trap um, part of the opposing team's uh, <laughs> mascot underneath her for a while. <laughs> All right, so you were doing one of these things where you did like a pyramid? Yeah, and I was on the top, oh. and the girl below me dropped me. Uh, that Was her name Tammy? <laughs> no. Uh, little bitch. <laughs> and she dropped you, and how far did you fall? Um, I, I was standing pretty much above someone's head level. So uh-huh. My feet were about six feet off the ground. And where'd you land, on your head? Um, on my shoulder and my head and neck on a gym floor. You know, Katie, <laughs> one time... I was stoned and I was like 19 <laughs> and I was trying to do this trick where I hung on to the top of the, the molding above the door jam. Yeah. You know, there's a little door molding on there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And my friends did this. They have the world's strongest fingers and they grabbed it with their fingers and then they took their feet and they looped it over their head and they completely spun themselves around and then let go and drop down. You landed on your head. Except for I got my feet caught on the ceiling oh. and just dropped <laughs> right on my head. Oh, no. I mean, picture yourself in the in the door jam of a of, a, of a doorway with one foot on the ceiling and the <laughs> other foot stuck in the door jam and both hands clinging to that and eight of your buddies standing around holding a bong and you just fall straight down and land on the metal strip that divides the carpeted living room floor from the linoleum uh, uh, in the let kitchen. Me, let me paint the picture even more clearly. It was the, the shag, 70s shag carpet. Bad rust-colored yeah. shag. And your friends, when you did it, just started cracking up. They couldn't, couldn't breathe. They were laughing so hard. Yes, yeah. even though I, I landed directly on my head. That would suck. Oh, <laughs> I should have these migraines. All right, so, uh, Katie, you landed uh, down, and uh, were people laughing, or did they have to call an ambulance? No, I went to the hospital. Were you unconscious? Um, no. Okay. Did they have to call a timeout and everything, make a make a whole big scene? Yeah. Oh, boy. All right, look, look um, the headaches seem to be multifactorial anyway. Did your parents, the mother, have, have migraines? Um, my grandma did. Grandma. Uh, are they worse around your periods? Um, yeah. 
and why did somebody put you on the pill? Oh, um, originally it was for cramps and everything. Now it's for both cramps and for birth control. Uh, aren't you concerned? Wasn't your your practitioner, your caretakers concerned that the migraines might get worse? Um, oh, actually, well, when I was put on the pill, the accident hadn't happened yet. I've been on the pill for five years. So you didn't have headaches before the accident? Right. Oh, it's hard to believe these are migraines. I got to tell you. Um, uh, th- that'd be pretty peculiar. I don't want to pick on you, Katie, but uh, <laughs> what'd you do? Get smacked in the head or something? I mean, these things started after you got whacked in the head, right? Yeah. Well, doesn't that seem to be an indicator? <laughs> well, that's what I'm going to try and see with the. the is, is there any alcoholism in your family? Um, not that I know of. Okay, just be careful. You weren't though. drunk when you fell off that girl's shoulders? No. Well, no, the reason right. I'm asking is you've got, you're have got you you're into some very substantial opiates here with the Stadol and the Vicodin and this stuff. you got to be extremely careful. I mean, these are, these are not migraine medications. These are severe, you know, very heavy pain medications for things other than migraines, but severe headaches. Mm, Steve. Yeah. Hey, you're hey. 27. Yeah. All righty then. All right. Here we go now. All right. Just want to let you guys know that I totally respect what you guys are doing. All right, Steve-o. <laughs> anyway, I'm 27 years old. I'm still a virgin, and actually I haven't been involved in a relationship in like eight years. Mm-hmm. And so now I've gotten so worked up about being in a relationship or whatever that when I'm interested in someone, I just psych myself out and lock up and everything. And mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure I'm giving off that desperation mm-hmm. scent. Do you have a relationship with Jesus Christ right now? Um, I do, but that's not. I mean, but that's not the. I mean, that's not the. The reason I. I don't know. I guess the opportunities haven't even presented themselves uh-huh. to get to that point, like where I make a decision about you know. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you haven't even really had to uh, rationalize yeah. disgracing Jesus yeah, with your exactly. sexual practices because you haven't even got that close. Right. All right. What base have you gotten to, Steve? Well, actually, like. Just like petting over clothes, that's like it. Mm-hmm. Your own clothes, or was <laughs> someone else in them? Well, both. No. You've uh, so you've touched your breast and uh, perhaps a crotch, but it was through the jeans and the sweater. Yeah. Uh huh. Yeah. And who was this? Is this a girlfriend? Actually, this is like yeah, I had a relationship for like a year back in high school. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, you know, I think. Mm. And what happened? How come you didn't get any kind of momentum from that relationship? You know what I mean? Like, I didn't have a girlfriend in high school, and I came out of high school. I was pretty broken. It took me a while to get sort of uh, on the dating track. Yeah. But you had a relationship for a year in high school. Yeah, and I was doing good, and I think, you know, I went to college, and actually I, like, put on a lot of weight, and I think that was the deal. Mm Mm-hmm. And um, since then, you know, I've, like, lost a lot of weight. You know, I think I'm, you know, pretty good looking. I've got a lot to offer. Right. And I just got to figure out how to keep from psyching myself out. What do you do for a living? I'm uh, I'm a musician, actually. Yeah, you working? Yeah, yeah. What I got you, money. What do you do? Actually, I produce for uh, bands around here. In the, uh, I live up in Minneapolis. Uh-huh. So you got a career going. Yeah. And you're in the music industry and yeah. with bands and stuff. Yeah. And you got, a, you got backstage passes and laminates and tickets, and you get to go all those places that Drew and I don't get to go when we go to these things? Yeah. Wow. All right. You shouldn't have a problem, Steve. He, he, time is on your side. Here's right. what's going on. He's an anxious guy, though. Yes. You're, you're very excitable. That's all right. Listen, you'd be anxious, too, if you hadn't gotten laid by 27. Steve, here's what you need to do. Understand, understand that women are only going to know as much as you let them let them know. All right. For for all for all they know, um, you spent the last uh, five years banging your way through Europe. 
while uh, negotiating very important um, um, contracts over there. They don't know that you've been sitting home masturbating for the last uh, five years doing nothing. You understand? Do not let them in on every gross detail of your ineptitude when it comes to women. Don't give them that, I'm a virgin. Don't start shaking. Don't start giving them all the reasons why they shouldn't like you or all the reasons why other girls. Uh, don't do any of that self-deprecating crap. All right. You're I'm good? Doing that. All right, just listen to me. You're good looking. You got a nice career. You're in an interesting field. That's enough. You're college educated. That's enough. Sound like Stuart Smalley. <laughs> oh, uh, Steve does? You do. You're good enough. You're smart enough. Oh. <laughs> Gosh darn it, people like you. They do like you, Steve. You're a good guy. All now, right. here's here's the keys to your dating success. All right. Don't talk too much. Learn That's to like brood a little. Well, don't see, don't I, have an answer for every question. I don't talk at all, actually. I mean, I just can't, I can't right. get comfortable with it. Right. Don't, don't, listen, don't clam up like a mime, either. Okay. Go out, have a drink or two, and relax. And don't start spo spouting off about uh, uh, how you haven't gotten laid in the last eight years. All right. You calling from Utah? No, he's calling from Minneapolis. Minneapolis. That's right. Okay. I want to make Why? sure it wasn't one of our LDS listeners. And another thing, uh, Steve, is whereas you may have had trouble with women that were 20, 22, 23, you'll have much better luck with women that are 27, 28, 29. Right. These women will appreciate a guy who's attractive, who's uh, working, and who's uh, um, untouched by, uh, by the venereal hands that uh, seem to be clapping in society these days. All right. Hey, did you, you hear that, Drew, with the venereal and the clap worked in the same sentence? Just, I'm overcome. All right, Steve, believe me, you'll be fine. All right. Just don't tell them everything. All right. All right. Guys, uh, guys can break the deal by talking too much. All right. Brood, guys, believe two, me. Two. Oh, two. Eric. Yes. Hey, you're 18. Yeah, I was wondering if, well, a couple months ago, me and my girlfriend had unprotected sex. And I was wondering if she could have become pregnant and still have her period a couple months later. You mean she missed a period and then she had one a month later? Well, she actually didn't have a period for three months and then she had a period. Uh, that did she feel pregnant? Um, no, but we. I, I hope you're doing something for your asthma too. Oh, <laughs> well, I have nasal polyps. It's a medical condition. Yeah, I should say. Yeah, they're getting pretty but it's bad. affecting your airways too. I, mean, I can hear you wheezing on the phone. Are you making fun of the guy because no, he has I'm, an inflation? He needs to be taken care of. You have you. You sound close. Uh, yeah. Um. So look, if somebody is pregnant, wait a minute. Did she get a pregnancy test? No, I was thinking about having her get one. It's three months, oh. Eric. Thinking about it. Think about that. You figure wait till uh, month ten or eleven before you actually go in and get the test. I mean, think about that. Well, first of all, you. You're probably, it's probably too late to even consider an abortion. You understand hold on, that? Hold on. Yeah. Hold on. Earth uh, to genius Eric here. How old's your girlfriend? 18. Okay. And you had unprotected sex. Yes. I'm just going um, to backtrack here. You had the unprotected sex. Uh, you thought possibly she was pregnant because... No, she, no period for three months. She missed her period for three months. Now... At some point, let's say after, let's say at the two-month period when she missed her second period, and 
Uh, she's chain smoking and drinking herself to sleep every night. Uh, doesn't somebody say at that point, hey, perhaps we should wander down to the uh, supermarket and plop down nine bucks and get a pregnancy test? Yeah. Yeah? Well, she has missed periods before without, you know, before we even had sex. Two in a row? Uh, Three in a row? I don't think that many. Yeah. Well, in any event, uh, bleeding during pregnancy is a potentially a medical emergency. Uh, she should she could have an ectopic pregnancy, though this would be kind of late in the game to be getting bleeding. Does she have any abdominal pain? No. It could be an abortion, uh, what we call a spontaneous abortion or miscarriage. Well, let's hope so. Could be uh, some placental problem. Uh, I mean, tons of things. It could be infa- a lot of things could be happening if it's a pregnancy, and it's something that needs to be evaluated immediately. Okay. Okay. So get the pregnancy test first. See if she is, in fact, pregnant. Eric, do you understand the pregnancy test process? Yes. There's actually a way to detect whether she's pregnant or not before she actually gives birth. Yeah. You know, and, and what do you do? Where do you get that test? The grocery store. Anywhere. Yeah. And how much does it cost? Not much. All right. All right, Eric, please, Thanks. get on that. All hopefully, right. Hopefully it won't be. It'll just be your regular period. No, hopefully not, because... Uh, I mean, think about this concept. Uh, the couple that uh, didn't know they were pregnant for five months is uh, now mama and papa. Mm. Adoption, please, people, consider it. Yeah, because the kids are going to be smarter than the parents by the time they, on the, I'd say on the kid's fourth birthday, they'll be running circles around the, the parents mentally and emotionally. Oh, please. This is a scary planet we're living on. I want the government involved with this. I really do. With uh, what? People's pregnancy. Yeah. Their right to reproduce. Yeah. Of course. Why not? Of course, if that's the one thing I want them involved with. Sure, we got them involved on the uh, on the end where you can't have a pot plant in your backyard. That's the that's where they don't need to be involved. Where they do need to be involved is uh, remember we had that crazy woman who called in last night. Five kids. Uh. Five. I want the government in there after her second kid saying, are you nuts, honey? There's not enough uh, law enforcement personnel in this county to control what's coming out of you. She had that crazy husband. The, the, whose friend abused this horribly, brutally horribly. abused a four-year-old. And she was on uh, every, uh, every medication. Uh, she was actually... Uh, she was taking stuff that was still in the experimental phase. She was taking that that much medication. Stuff the FDA hadn't even cleared yet. Oh, five. I always wonder about that with people. It's like, wait a minute. Uh, you don't have a job. You're uh, manic depressive. Um, three kids ain't enough? Three kids isn't a big enough challenge to you? It's, uh... Are you doing so well with three kids... No job, no car, and no health insurance that you need five? It's just an amazing concept. I can't quite understand what it, it, is. It's really, it, it really is. It's like, uh, it's like, a, uh, it's like a, we only, we, you know, we're building with uh, mud and straw. Let's build a skyscraper. Look, just build a, just build something that'll keep the rain out. That's enough. You need five kids? I couldn't even imagine that. I'm thinking about getting a dog right now, and I'm scared. What the hell am I going to do when I go out of town? What if it gets under the fence? What if it starts chewing up the sofa? I'm really, I'm, I'm really like, I'm nervous about getting a dog. Sure. 
I don't know if what I if can it handle it. Jumps off that wall you've got the giant. Well, that's just uh, that's just Darwinism at its best. <laughs> I don't want any dog that's uh, the dog, it's Adam. It's not. Believe yeah. me, they're stupid dogs too. Mm. And Darwin just didn't have people in mind when he's talking about hysteria. I hope you know. Or did he? Mark, you're 22. Yeah. Hey. Um. Uh, about two months ago, I just got over this about two months ago, but um, for a period of about six weeks, um, I was impotent, and it just happened. Boom. One day it stopped working. Lasted about six weeks. And then gradually got better, and it's been better for about two months now. Did you go see a doctor? No, uh, I don't have insurance. I don't care. I would have been. Uh, I would have had a, a, a medevac unit come in and helicopter me out of out of my bedroom. Uh, so you don't know what went wrong. And that's that's what I'm wondering. Why why did it stop, and then why did it start again? What? Were you on any medication at the time? No. You doing drugs or alcohol? Uh, yeah, I do a little bit of um, meth. Oh well, that there you go. But I mean, I've been doing that for well years, and then it just well, happened one day. And okay, well, it's finally it affects your brain cumulatively. Hmm. And then what? What triggered it uh, working again? Why did it just go away? Any reason for that? Because you took the methamphetamine long enough. And what? then why did it get better? I admit, it's just beginning to suppress your sexual functioning. It's going to get worse with time. Wait a minute. It's going to get still worse. How much meth are you doing? Uh, not a lot. Maybe. A couple grams every couple months. That's eh, not much. It's enough no. to do this. Listen, though, Drew, I, you know, I grew up with guys that put away more Coke, more meth, more beer, more pot, and uh, more that, no, chili I've, dogs I've, than I've, any men man alive. And, they, and you know what they were doing the whole time? They were eating the chili dogs and snorting the Coke? Screwing. I bet not speed. Speed's the one that really knocks down sexual function. Uh, all right. But it we really have does. a point. Not a lot of speed. What? Three or four years, you know, or no problem for three or four well, years. But, it, but you, for six weeks, it boom, went off. Well, maybe you're using a little bit more, or maybe it's finally beginning to accumulate its effects. Hmm. It's cumulative. Uh, well, it gets it worse all, with it's time. It's got to be the drugs. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, do, you have any other, do you have any other? Well, I, it's, it typically is. I mean, that's the, I, I don't need anything more than that, that's for sure. Do you have any other medical problems? No. Yeah. All right. Very healthy. Do you smoke the speed at all? Yeah, that's all I do. You smoke math. math. No. Uh, all okay. right, all right. <laughs> Jesus, Mark, you can't work with me a little bit here. All right, listen, I tried to defend you the best I could, but if you're going to go ahead and smoke meth, uh, your your penis is going on strike. What can I say? You've really offended your penis's sensibilities. You understand? Got it. All right, genius, no more smoking the meth, huh? <laughs> all right, that, hey, that is my, uh, I had to start my own uh, rehab clinic. You know, screw this Betty Ford. The Adam Carolla Rehab Clinic out in uh, Palm Springs. It's a it's a five minute rehab. <laughs> Check. A- addicts walk in the room and I go, "Hey, knucklehead, enough with the and then fill in the blank: a coke, a speed, booze." Jesus Christ, you're making me sick. You're embarrassing your family. Now get out of here. No, your penis won't work. Oh, okay. Oh, oh, and your penis won't work. All right. Have your uh, HMO send over uh, $11,000, and we'll be back. Hello, is this Loveline? I have a problem with my stool. Hello, Loveline. I have a problem with your stool, too. The phone number for Loveline is 1-800-LOVE-191. Uh-oh, I gotta go. I'll be right back.
What's up, everyone? This is Kellen Quinn from Sleeping With Sirens, and I'm turning things up as I bring you my new podcast. We like it loud every Tuesday on PodcastOne.com. I've got exclusive interviews with the hottest bands on the scene, and I'm also going to be connecting you, the fans, as I answer Twitter questions and give you exclusive access to the music industry like no one else. So download We Like It Loud with me, Kellen Quinn, every Tuesday at PodcastOne.com. That's PodcastOne.com. Hi, this is Jenna Jameson, Starlet of the Air, and nothing makes me hotter than listening to Love Line with Adam Carolla and Dr. Drew. Yeah, she's having quite a career, that uh, Jenna Jameson. Who is she? No, don't pretend like you don't know, Drew. Was she, I honestly, was I away that week or something, maybe? I don't know. <laughs> I don't care where you are. There's, we had a porn star. Uh, a big uh, porn uh, star. Uh, 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 uh. That was the way, yeah. You were? Yeah, because I remember you were all talking about it. Okay. Love Line. Phone number 1-800-LOVE-191, fax number 310-854-4455. Fiona Apple will be in tomorrow night. Drew really digs Fiona. Tell us why you like Fiona so much, Drew. Um, a lot of uh, multiple reasons. One, she's very nice to my daughter. That was a big, big deal. Drew, eh. Two, she, Everyone is going to be nice to your I daughter. Admire, I, re- I admire her. She's thoughtful. She's struggling with a lot of stuff, and she's honest. I, well, I, see, a lot of people just think she has an attitude and is kind of no, aloof. See, and, I don't uh, see that at all. I think that's all. I mean, I, she's talked about her history a little bit, and that's how people come across sometimes when they're defensive and have a lot of anger and ambivalence. You don't think she's a little uh, standoffish sometimes? Uh, not, All right, what I'm, about that whole uh, MTV uh, award? Uh, I didn't see the thing, but yeah. I heard she just got up there and sort of harped. A little bit. Yeah. But, but you're still well, into like, her. She's, what, 15, 16, 19? You know, imagine if you were up there at 19. Think about that. <laughs> oh. You're kidding. I was at the... Um, I was at the... Uh, the NAC, the uh, National Association of uh, Carpet Cleaners, yes. where I uh, received the... NACC. Uh, yeah. Well, we were so poor, the uh, association, and we couldn't afford the other seat. We just figured, you know, it's carpet and cleaners, one word. We, uh, I, I got the uh, coveted Golden Wand Award. And mm. the, the, uh, the, the, the Soil Bus Medallion that year as well. Were you harping on things? No, I was not harping on things. I, I just, uh, you got it in for you. I mean, you have it for a big time, Drew. Kim. Yes. You're 22. Hi. Hey. Okay. Um, my problem kind of is like this. I was going out with a guy for about three months, and I ended up getting pregnant. And we were already, you know, we were in a really good relationship, what I thought anyways. You know, the whole I love you thing, you know. Um, we had known each other from a long time ago and went out before. And I thought I was very close to him. And when I told him, he flipped. He just, like, started crying, said he couldn't breathe. He was just like, oh, my gosh, you're not keeping it right. And I was like, well, yeah, I am. You know, there's no way I'm going through that. He's like, oh, my gosh. He's like, I can't do this and da 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 And I thought it was like, you know, the first reaction type thing, you know, and I thought he would get over it. Well, he didn't exactly get over it. And this went on for about, oh, two and a half, three weeks. Um... We kind of quit seeing each other, and every time I would talk to him, he would just be like, have you changed your mind? I'd be like, no, and he's like, I can't do this, you know, I love you so much, and I don't want to lose you, but I, I just, I can't go through with this, I can't be a father, I have problems that you don't know about. Uh-oh, what were they? 
he didn't really tell me the problems that I didn't know about. Oh, well, the, this is a lot. <laughs> Listen, you can't tell people problems they don't know about, Drew. It screws up the whole anonymity yeah, thing. But, you know, th there was more going on in this relationship than you knew. It well, just, he, in the face of crisis, you know, something was came doing, All right, but could have, could, a lot of that could have been BS. Yeah, it could yeah. have been. Well, he led me. Oh, wait, were you guys having unprotected sex? Yes. Well, what was it lecture. that... I'm 22 years old. I know, I know. I'm not going to lecture you, but... <laughs> if he was so much against a child, yeah, what was how? he thinking about? How? Yeah, and he tried to blame it on me. He said that it was my fault because I didn't tell him that I wasn't on the pill. And this is something that we never discussed. How long were you out going out together? We were together for three months. This guy's a loser. Yeah, basically. Well, it gets worse. Okay, so... After not being with him for a while, you know, I started missing him, and I started thinking, okay, I'm not going to be able to do this on my own. I have a lot of problems. I have a five-year-old daughter mm. that doesn't live with me, and I don't need another child right now. So. Oh, wait a minute. Kim. What's that? You yeah. sound like a nice girl. I should say a nice woman. I'm very nice. I'll actually say a nice mother. Yes. Mother naffer. Of two. Uh, let me, no. I think she just has one. No, I have one. All right, but here's almost my, of two. Here's my point, mom, mother. You're, you have a daughter that you don't live with. Right. For um, God only knows why. It's not like that. She lives with her father, and because because the court system out in another state, I'm not going to mention because I don't want too many people knowing exactly who I am. Um, the court system is very wrong, and because he made more money than me. And he lived by himself, and I lived with a boyfriend. They thought that it would be better for the child's sake to live with him. Uh, and after uh, he took her from me, I went downhill big time. And, uh, I mean, I lost my job. I broke uh, up with my boyfriend. Uh, I moved out. You sure you didn't start the slide uh, during the court proceedings? It was after the court proceedings. Uh, and so it was just the fact that um, you had a boyfriend. I had a boyfriend, and I didn't make enough money. You didn't make any money. I, I did. I was I was working at the time. See, all this doing what? after court. What were you doing? What's that? What were you doing for money? I was working at an office. Uh huh. At a uh, resort. Uh, like some sort of nudist resort. <laughs> no, it was a. Hell? It was a ski resort. All right. Here's all I want to say. When the court awards uh, the father sole custody of a child. Oh no, it wasn't sole custody. Not at all. It was primary custody. Primary custody. Yeah. Usually a little more than I got a boyfriend and I'm not making quite as much as dad is. No, I swear that. All right. You, right. Have no, you have no history of hospitalizations or legal oh, problems? No, 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 no. All right. Very I'm still not done harping, though. Okay. You have a five year old who you, you, um, you have visitation rights uh, yeah. to. Yeah. Uh, and now you're having unprotected sex. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? I know. I you know. have a daughter that you don't even, uh, that you see uh, every third weekend. You just went through the slide of your life because of your inability to be able but to. But that all happened three years ago. And were you thinking, were you thinking that you'd make this up by having another child? Kind of. Yeah. Oh, this but is, uh, boy, this is I what, I, I, you know, I used to think this is what separated humans from the animal kingdom. But I realize that we can no longer claim that. Are you calling me an animal? No. <laughs> well, uh, I'll, I'll downgrade you like a granimal. Oh come on. Oh, you're a nice person, but please, you have a you have a five-year-old daughter who needs a mother, and you're you're gonna you're I thinking about getting pregnant again. I'm being 
a mother to her, totally. Okay. It's not like that. It's not like that at all. All right. But But she wanted another child for her own. Okay, yeah. This is the deal. All right. I figured, okay, I was in a relationship, healthy relationship. I figured we were going to have this kid, blah, blah, blah. Uh, No, when you have a kid, it's something you talk about, plan for for a long time. Together. I know. First thing you do is get married. Okay, well. Then you get things economically squared. And then, and then you have a child. And I'm starting to realize why the guy was pissed off, actually. Why? Because I he think he felt you were tricked. He was tricked into this somehow. No, he was not. Well, that's what he claims, and that's what it's starting to sort of sound like. No, 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 that no. you had an agenda. This is not something you, I wanted at all. Okay, birth control you, was just something we didn't you just get, talked about. Well, listen, I'll, hold on a second, Kim. Let me just uh, say this again. Okay. <sighs> What you want in life is basically what you set yourself up for. Now, whether it's a conscious effort or it's a subconscious thing, it is what you set yourself up for. That is basically what you want. What you say you want isn't really what you want. It's what you do. What you do is what you want because that's what you get and that's what you know you're going to get. You can tell us uh, till you're blue in the face, listen, I didn't want a child. But if you have unprotected sex... You're really saying you want the child. I mean, if you do it repeatedly, especially when you're in a situation like you're in where you know firsthand how all this stuff works. And secondly, right before we got back to this point, you were just telling us how you did want another child and you did want to sort of correct, uh, right the wrongs of the past. Okay, well, we haven't got to the problem yet. (laughs) All right. We're just asking you to be honest, that's all. Okay. Um, I'm very honest and, you know... I didn't do it on purpose, but once it happened, I did think about, oh, okay, you know, this could work. And then when I realized that <laughs> I was going to be doing it on my own, it wasn't going to work, I agreed to have an abortion. Good. Okay, and I did, okay? And he was very supportive. He was like, okay, I'm not going to leave you. This is, you know, I'm glad you're doing this. I love you, blah, blah, blah. Um, I went down, had it done. That, you know, he came over afterwards. He was at work. He came over, brought me, you know, my got my prescriptions for me, this and that. I bet he left. He got home from work that night, called me. We talked for about two hours. Um, he told me, I was telling him that I was having some problems. I was cramping really bad and that it wasn't really normal and I was kind of scared and I didn't know what to do. I didn't really want to go back to the hospital at that point because I didn't know if it was that serious, but to let him know that, hey, things aren't right. Do you, do you tend to have a lot of physical complaints? No, okay. I never do. Okay. Um, I'm very healthy. Okay. Um, and the next day he was supposed to be going somewhere and then he was going to come home. And I was hoping that we could spend some time together. No, no, no. Really he didn't bad. come home. I was feeling really He dumped bad. you? What's that? He dumped you. Well, he called me. Uh, he dumped you or not? Yes, he did. Okay. He called okay. me. Listen, right. we're 10 minutes into the call. You, you understand. Okay. Okay, even though if I've been talking for nine and a half minutes. You're the one that was rambling. We know that. All right, but that's just because you, you're, you're someone who likes to really talk around the truth. Okay, he dumped me. Okay, fine. Okay. Now, good. Complications, went back into the hospital, um, thought I was dying, called him to let him know he wasn't home, left um, messages for him. Yeah, yeah well, he, he already had dumped you at that point. He though. had already he dumped wanted, He was running fast away. He did not want to get back involved. All right. Okay. Well, well, so your question is? He has not contacted me since. Okay. That's because he dumped you. Okay. Well, he thought I might be in serious problem. you know, having serious problems. He's not a good person. But I thought he was. Well, I know. <laughs> but he thought you didn't want another <laughs> child. 
he thought you didn't want another child, and uh, you thought your first hu- husband was a good guy, and uh, there's a lot of misunderstandings in your life, Kim. <laughs> oh, I know that. All right, so listen, Kim, here's the deal. Uh, you sound like a good person. Um, you're a little bit confused. Don't worry about this guy. You, you, you don't have to sort of uh, right the wrongs of the past because you have a five-year-old. Yeah. Go ahead and just create a future with your five-year-old. I'm trying. All right. And you don't need a guy for a little while. Guys and you uh, don't mix real well. No, they don't. Good. Give it a break. <laughs> just give it a break. It recognizes your choices in guys and your ability to deal in reality and be honest. And everybody, stop trying to fix everything with somebody else all the time. Or, or cast a play and fix things that way. Right. Look, something's broken, go fix it. Uh, you, you know, it's like, hey, if your car's broken down in the driveway, uh, having your neighbor park his car next year's is not going to help your car. Go fix your car. All right. I'm starting to itch. Love line will be right back. Dr. Drew will say something brilliant, but no one will hear him because Adam will be making funny noises. Hi, this is Phil Henry. Why is our podcast different from anybody else's? Quite simply, it's because every voice you hear on my podcast is mine. Dealing with a bunch of numbskulls. Well, I hope you're not referring to me. Well, no, Margaret, I'm not referring to you. These are the dimwits. Well, you better not be referring to me. Who said I better not? I mean, you, I mean, I hope you're not referring to me. That's better. No, I'm not. I thought it would be interesting. The Phil Henry Show podcast, available now on Podcast One and philhendryshow.com. This is Carrot Top, and even losers like me listen to Love Line with Adam Carolla and Dr. Drew. Turn on your radio, they'll give you a big hug. It's Love Line, get it? Ow! Ow! How does he get that high up? I think I did it, actually. About. <sighs> Fiona Apple tomorrow night, ladies and gentlemen. Drew will be uh, reeking of uh, polo when he comes in here tomorrow. <laughs> Be wearing a uh, pair of uh, fresh pressed slacks, handful of uh, Grecian Pomade. formula in the hair. I've got to darken this hair up a little bit. Oh, that was Fiona. All right. Uh, uh, Kaylee. Hi. Hey, you're 20. Yes. What's going on? Um, I guess I have a question for Dr. Drew, and I actually have two, but I'll make them quick. Okay. The first one is, is that I'm concerned that I may have an eating disorder. Mm-hmm. But I'm, I'm not sure if I do because I'm not actually, um, okay. I, like, don't eat anything except for, like, toast and crackers for, like, four days at a time, and I run six miles a day with my dog. Mm. And then all of a sudden I get hungry, and I'll just eat everything and anything, and it's like the bulimic binge, but mm. then I'm not purging afterwards. So you have some eating tendencies, some eating issues. Yeah. All right. But... So I'm not sure. I mean, it wouldn't qual. Do you have a disorder, uh, disordered image of your body? See, you I'm not sure. It's getting that to that point, but I mean, and I know that it's happening, but I can't make myself stop obsessing about it. About your weight? Yeah. Are you underweight? Um, I'm five nine one thirty. 
I'm not underweight. Not yet. Not yet. Well, I mean, you've got some issues. There's something well, going that on. sounds pretty good, really. Something's going on. <laughs> You anyway. look pretty good, right? I, uh, yes. All right, so something. I don't up. jog too much, though. It really ruins you. <laughs> you know? Yes. You know, it's just it's not right. It's too much um, downward force for a woman. <laughs> Stuff starts, um, you know, coming down prematurely. <laughs> All right, what, what? women should learn to jog on their heads. I mean, if this evolves into something more, uh, look into it. Have you ever okay. been in treatment for in depression or anything like that? Um. Yes, yeah. several times I've been hospitalized. Yeah. Okay, so, well, so that could be something. Yeah, so this is all part of that. You got a boyfriend? No. You like boys? I do. <laughs> yeah? Why don't you have a boyfriend? Um, actually, my boyfriend of two years just broke up with me. Mm. This may be how Cause, you're dealing with uh, it. Because what? Um, he met another girl. Because mm. yeah. why? <laughs> I don't know, because why? Okay. What I was would have avoided it. What was going on in your relationship that he felt... He could stray or needed to stray. Well, not that a guy needs an excuse, but no. I, I get the feeling there may have been a reason on this one. <laughs> he he just didn't feel the same about me that I felt about him, and mm. I respect that and understand that. And he was always very upfront and honest with me about it. And I got pregnant in December, and he couldn't deal with that. And I miscarried, and so we were both happy about that. But <laughs> so you're laughing. Ooh, we're having a miscarriage party tonight. <laughs> My uh, you buy the pizza. Right? Yeah. yeah. And, and by the way, there, there are a couple things you, you know, there is some reason that he left here. There's a lot of stuff going oh, on. Oh, yeah. 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 All right. Uh, listen, Kayla, you sound, for someone who's been hospitalized a couple of times with emotional problems, you sound pretty good. Thank you. I'm right. working hard on it. All right. Don't work too hard. What's your, <laughs> what's your other question? My second question is, um, I moved 3,000 miles away from home to get, a, basically to get away from a guy who raped me when I was 14. And... I had a restraining order on him there because he was following me around and calling and stuff. But he actually just moved out here to the town that I live in, and it's not a big town. To follow you? Well, it's it's almost three years since I left. Uh, he's there in raping business, uh, Drew. Yeah, I mean, that's... Uh, uh, <laughs> so... Wait, so, uh, wait a minute. It's been three years since you've left? Yes. And he just moved out to yes. where you are. And he, so he knew I was here. But he, do you think it's coincidence? I'm not sure. Oh. I don't know. There's nothing for him here that I could imagine. How big a town is it? How do you know he moved out where you I've were? actually seen him several times. He's come to my school and stuff. And, and, and uh, to, to lecture on rape? <laughs> and, and what? I wish. What, um, did you bring him to the proper authorities when this happened at 14? Um, two years later, I did. And what happened to him? Um, basically, he got his hand slapped. And... But don't they have some things in place, uh, parole and uh, violations and whatnot, re you know, restraining orders and, you, you know what I mean? seems like him moving to your town um, would be a violation of something. See, that's what I don't know. Do restraining orders apply across state boundaries? I don't know. Have you gone to the local authorities? No. How come he you're hasn't not... done anything. He hasn't approached me. How come but... you're not upset about this? Oh, I was. <laughs> Did you know him? Was yeah. he a boyfriend or something? Yeah, he's my first boyfriend. He and three friends did it. Well, it was so it was a gang rape. Basically, I mean, it wasn't. It was one. In a, you know, yeah, <laughs> it was. What the hell? Uh, what the hell is going on? We've had a few of these. Call. We just had a call the other night where it was a boyfriend again and a couple of his buddies in the woods or something. Remember that? That was what happened to me too. 
He brought me out to the woods, and then right. his friends attacked uh, This, uh, By the way, uh, after I have uh, kids, I will cut down every tree within <laughs> a 700-acre uh, uh, radius of my house. There'll That's be no enough. woods to go to. And whenever they, the chaperone by lumberjacks, wherever <laughs> they go. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> chainsaws. I mean, uh, yeah, where, where was this in the woods there? I mean, what, 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 what country? What, uh, what city? I would rather not tell you, but I mean, uh, I was only a hundred yards from the freeway. Oh, oh. Yeah. See, I don't think, what is the equivalent to that out here? Here, I think they take you to a, a parking lot. <laughs> oh, we might take you out to the desert. Hey, the people get raped in parking lots and stuff, but um, they don't have woods. But uh, anyway, uh, that's a horrible, horrible thing. Um, I wish more had happened to this guy and his friends. How old was he at the time? 16. Mm. What the? Yeah. You know, what the hell goes on? I mean, what do you do with a 16-year-old and his buddies who uh, gang rape? I mean, is it... See, they really did nothing, and part of it was because it was past the one-year thing when I finally reported it. Mm-hmm. And why, why didn't you report it? I mean, what was up with you that you thought that was all right? Well, I didn't really. I, I mean, I not really you thought it was up. all right, but I mean... Yeah. No, I, um, I started drinking and stuff and i was i went through treatment actually when i was 16. all right and that was when i decided i needed oh, okay. to tell people all right listen uh you need to talk to uh, somebody who knows more about the law than we do okay but it sounds to me like you need to take every effort to protect yourself from this criminal here's something interesting though drew yeah um i wonder there was something in her that not only led her to the guy to being with this guy but decided it was okay to go out in the woods with four guys no I don't blame him for that I just mean something in Kaylee's life led up to the fact that um, she was uh, with a guy who was yes. this way oh yes and that same thing made her not say anything yes. about it yes and I don't know what that is but well, it's not a good thing abusive parents somewhere. you think so oh yeah somewhere uh -huh. Kaylee yes any abuse uh, before this yes Okay. Not from my parents, though. Who? It was um, actually my grandparents' next-door neighbors. Uh, but your parents must not have been the most uh, supportive, attentive, but... nurturing people, I bet. They tried. Yeah. They got better. Uh, Answer that. Yeah. No, they were not. No. Okay. Okay, thanks, Kaylee. Thank you're, you. You're fine. <laughs> Please. Okay. You've been through a lot. Thanks. Okay. Bye. Yeah. <sighs> Not, I mean, it's... Everybody stop having kids. It's going to be the name of my kid's show. <laughs> You're going to uh, be the anti-link letter. Yes. I, uh, I'm i going to be the, uh, the Bob McAllister for the 90s, where I have a kid's show where I have a whole studio audience just chock full of uh, 8, 10... Uh, you know, eight through twelve, and I just terrify them. I, I, I just, um, I, I tell them all sorts of stories of rape, uh, incest, and abuse to the point where they all take up with their own sex. <laughs> I gotta work on this. I know, uh, I know. Maybe this may not be right for uh, you know uh, NBC or ABC, but I'm sure UPN will uh, give it a shot, or perhaps the dubba 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 dubba. <laughs> 
Have they dropped that uh, god awful campaign yet? Or are they still going on with that? I think they still do that. I'm telling you, it's just a yardstick to measure uh, how obedient the talent is. They know if they can get them to do the WWB drop, they don't have to pay them next year. All right, we'll be back. What's the music about? What? Oh, the music? Out of show. The beautiful, lovely, talented, and alluring Fiona Apple will be in here tomorrow night. We'll see if Drew can keep his grubby mitts off her. I'd like to thank the uh, beautiful Lisa, the lovely Sherry, the one that wonder engineer Mike, and of course uh, the Asian goddess Minka for helping us out on the show tonight. Until next time, this is Sam Crowell with Dr. Drew saying mahalo. Hi, this is Adam. Please leave a message. When I was 14, I tried to be straight, or I thought I should be straight, and I was confused. You know, this has been Loveline. The opinions expressed herein are certainly opinions. That's for sure. If you'd like a written transcript of today's program, you probably should have written it down yourself. And if you did, we'd like a copy. Loveline producer Ann Wilkins. This broadcast was copyright 1997 Westwood One Entertainment. This music is MXPX on Tooth and Nail Records. Sit, Obo. Obo, stop dragging your butt across the carpet. <laughs> This concludes another PodcastOne.com program.